Okay, everyone. Oli, Oli, <laughs> welcome. Thank you. How's everyone tonight? Everyone here? Shams here. <laughs> okay. No? Okay. <laughs> I'm here too. Okay. How was it? Went well today? The yoga people had a good time? Such a nice setting, huh? Good. Very good. Very good. So, we'll continue discussing the uh, Kaliya Mardana, or the chastising of Kaliya. It's notable, of course, that Kaliya was chastised, which is quite different than how Krishna in his heroics dealt with all of the other disturbances which for the most part were sent by Kamsa and Kaliya as we've learned has come to Braj through a different route through the un unfortunately through the route of Vaishnava Parad and that in relation to Garuda who very tolerantly uh, despite the uh, venomous um, envy exhibited by Kaliya, which was despite his his being surrounded by family members that we were all devotees and so forth, Garuda being his half-brother for that matter, uh, the magnanimous Garuda nonetheless sought uh, to see to his d deliverance through Krishna's appearance, and uh, as we know, he, uh, it's a long story, history that we, we, we related as to how he, he came there and and left of his own will, not by the curse of Subari, really, what power will that have on a Sutta Vaishnav? Hmm? Reminds me of the... Uh, 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 the one uh, section in Srimad Bhagavatam, Gantraj, Srimad Bhagavatam, in which the uh, question as to the possibility hmm, of falling from Vaikuntha is addressed. It's one place in the Bhagavatam where it's, it's brought up, and uh, it's in the seventh canto. When uh, Nardis relating to Yudhisthira. Um, some teaching about the equanimity of the Lord, about how Bhagawan is not uh, biased, which would be, be a fault. Uh, he's not compromised. And um, it's a long story, but 
It uh, arose in the context of Sishupal and the way Krishna dealt with Sishupal and the fact that Sishupal was delivered despite his amnity and so forth. And, um, and so some history is given, Sishupal being one of the Jai Vijay, the gatekeepers of Vaikuntha in their third, third birth. Um, and so, anyway, the Raj, Parikshit Maharaj, or excuse me, Yudhisthira, Yudhisthira, um, uh, expressed incre- incredulity. He said, Ashadetya, uh, I, I cannot believe that someone could fall from Vaikuntha even on the strength of the curse of a sage. Hmm? The sage is the Kumaras, case curse the gatekeepers. We thought, what power will that have? And that, that is a great power, the point being. There's all types of power in the world, right? The physical, mental, intellectual. This is a kind of very subtle, it's, it's a trans-intellectual, not entirely uh, spiritual by any means, but power of the rishis, the power uh, the external power that derives from moving um, inward, really. Um, but of course, the the movement inward that is pursued unto itself hmm, is, uh, is 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 troublesome, hmm, and it uh, often leads to uh, repression. Bhakti is very beautiful because it, it by contrast, it it gives us a full engagement for the senses in the service of Bhagwan. We, if we are wise, then we will understand that the pursuit of enduring happiness in relation to things that don't endure is a recipe for distress, and so. The corollary of jnana, of knowledge, is vairagya. Be detached from the things that are names and forms, appearances, here today and gone tomorrow. But when we're embodied, then to to cease action in relation to sense objects is, is very against the whole nature of the bio. Uh, psychological complex hmm, that we've uh, identified with. So I was speaking a little. We were speaking a little about this on, on the way over. So um, it requires some some qualification, hmm? and um, uh, not easy to do. And so many people who really prematurely take to the path of gyan, which is a, a strong advised against by Krishna in the Gita, giving them interim kind of uh, I would say the, the middle way nishkam karma, this is aside from bhakti of course, from karma to nishkam karma to jnana from um, action driven by the desire to enjoy the fruits to action performed dutifully in which the fruits the results are, are not the goal. Hmm. And uh, this, this is a, 
a way to purify the heart while you're still moving, right, in relation to the objects of, of, uh, uh, of the senses and so forth. And then you can sit, right, and be a person of knowledge. Uh, but uh, the point, this is, of course, aside from bhakti, which has a whole other approach to the matter. Its renunciation is very positive because renunciation in the context of bhakti is foregoing the things that are not favorable to bhakti. So you love someone, you find that there's something that's not pleasing to them, then you give it up, very naturally. And, um, and there's, I mean, as I often say, action cancels out knowledge and knowledge cancels out action. Right? So, by contrast, bhakti involves action and it involves knowledge. It's, it's the highest knowing and it's, uh, it certainly involves uh, movement, right? Mm-hmm. So at any rate, uh, there's a lot of frustrated uh, jnanis. <laughs> and so we, we, we see that highlighted in the Bhagavatam through the curses of, uh, of uh, um, Durvasa, in this case Subari, Muni, who cursed Garuda, and so forth. Um, and the curses have some, some power in, in and of themselves. In this world, they were thought to be like greater than other physical, mental, or intellectual powers, yogic powers. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the Bhagavatam showcases them mm-hmm. uh, to make, to uh, kind of, uh, to speak about bhakti by way of contrast. What bhakti's not a recipe for potential frustration, and then cursing. We even find devotees cursed. Durvas curses Ambarish. Ambarish was, 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 a, was a householder and uh, uh, of, uh, of royal uh, family and uh, very active and um, that in the context of bhakti. And Durvas came with the sages, and Durvas was prepared to uh, to feed, uh, or Ambarish was prepared to feed Durvas and and his his group and so forth. But um, Durvas had some envy. Hmm. I mean, here's this Vaishnav. He's got, he's he's happy. <laughs> uh, he, he he's he's in touch with everything hmm? yeah, in the world, uh, only in the context of, of serving Krishna. And um, Durvas is living very austerely and so forth. At any rate, these stories are there repeatedly in the Bhagavatam by, for the purpose of contrasting what bhakti is not. Hmm? What bhakti is is spoken, what bhakti is not. Hmm? So, at any rate, it's a long story, but uh, as you know, uh, Durvas hesitated to come. Hmm? It was Ikadasi, and he, and he, and he waited um, until Ambarish to observe the Ikadasi, which Vaishnavas very carefully do. Hmm? Um, there's, a, there's a period, the Parantu, the Titi, the 
the right time for breaking the fast. And so he had to eat at that time to break the fast, but doing so would have meant that he ate before the guests were served. Hmm. I don't know, they stayed in the river a little extra long, bathing before coming for the meal, and Durbas forced him to break the fast, and then he could say, what's this? I've come with my group, and here you're eating before the, your guests. So then he, he cursed him. Hmm. Of course, Umbrish was smart enough, uh, wise enough, I should say, to just drink water, which is a way of breaking the fast and, and not breaking the fast. If you know the Vaishnav Shastra well enough, which apparently Durvas uh, didn't, and anyway, as a result, of course, the, the Narayan's chakra flew off the altar and, <laughs> and chased Durvas, who uh, was able to... Well, he went to Brahma. Brahma said, I can't help you. Um, went to Indra. Indra said, I can't help you. I tried to kill his cows, and they're in the gold. And went to Brahma. Brahma said, I tried to steal his friends and cows. And, uh, anyway, they sent him to Narayan, ultimately. So he went into Vaikuntha. How could he get into Vaikuntha? So it takes bhakti and grace to get into Vaikuntha. And here he's, not only is he not a bhakta, but he has offended a bhakta. How could he get into Vaikuntha? Jiva Goswami gives a nice example. that sometimes a king in the royal assembly for the sake of entertaining his guests, will bring a tiger in a cage into the room. Hmm. So sometimes Narayan allows people to come into Baikuntha, apparently, and the inhabitants can inspect him and be amused. <laughs> Sudhirabhas was an amusing uh, species who just didn't quite understand bhakti. <laughs> Very curious, and lesson to be learned from that, of course. And Narayan said, I can't help you. You offended Ambarish. You have to go back to Ambarish. It's a very nice section of the Bhagavatam. Krishna said, Narayan says there that Sadhavo Hridayam Mayam, I am, the, the, my devotees' hearts are my heart, my heart is their heart. What he says is similar to what Narayan spoke to the sages. Uh, Chatusan Kumaras when they cursed the gatekeepers Jai and Vijay he said oh I have offended you and these rishis were very smart they realized. he said I have offended he didn't offend the gatekeepers offended but in Marian's mind he had offended because he was so identified with the devotees Narayan in Vaikuntha, Krishna and Goloka. They are the object of enjoyment. They are the enjoyers. But we should understand that their enjoyment is in relation to their devotees. So in order, for example, Krishna to be Rasaraj, the supreme enjoyer, the all-attractive, he has to have devotees. He's not enjoying himself alone. He's not Atmaram. He's Atmaram and Premaram. 
And the Premaram takes precedence over his self-satisfaction, just as Bhakti Ananda far exceeds Atmananda, the bliss of the self. So it's a related point, of course, that we're coming to. If you would take Krishna's devotee out of Goloka or Narayan's devotee out of out of Vaikuntha, other than some special arrangement, like the case of Jaya and Vijay, if they fall from there, for example, then really, in effect, what you're saying is Krishna is subject to falling from Vaikuntha. Narayan is subject to falling from Vaikuntha because they're they're one with him. Of course, in a dynamic sense, in love, the two you and I here, the devotee and, and Narayan, have become a we, a dynamic unit. So if the devotee can fall, Krishna told, Narayan told Duvas, the devotee's hearts are my heart. And Narayan's heart has just gone, fallen from Vaikuntha. I mean, it's just like, obviously that's... That's the- theologically problematic, to say the least. Uh, so he he spoke to him in this way, and um, and uh, similarly to the Kumars. Um, but we find these instances. The point is in the Bhagavatam of stories of rishis, sages, uh, cursing people, cursing devotees. These are two examples here of rishis cursing devotees. Something is being said here about the path of Gyan as opposed to the path of Bhakti. Right? The contrast is being... And um, uh, Yudhisthira said, I cannot believe that even by the power of a curse of a sage... Someone could fall from Vaikuntha because they have bodies constituted of Surup Shakti. What is that Surup Shakti? What is the power of that? Hmm? We are a unit of consciousness, hmm? an atomic particle of Sat with the capacity to know and to love, Satchirananda, in that sense. Hmm? But like a spark, with fire, we have the capacity to be, or the weakness, so to speak, to be covered by the smoke, obscured by the smoke of the fire, the Maya Shakti, in the way that Bhagwan does not, in the way that the flames don't, the fire, the heat and the light of the fire itself. So, we cannot even, on the strength of our own power, although we are inherently spiritual in nature and superior in that sense to the Maya Shakti, we cannot dispel the influence of the Maya Shakti. But the Swarup Shakti has the power to overwhelm even Krishna. What speak of dispel the Maya Shakti? Sometimes people think that well, you have free will, so you could choose to leave Vaikuntha. <laughs> That's a very much of a theological misunderstanding. First of all, Krishna has free will. We have some will, but it's not free. We cannot just choose to do whatever we want and it will happen. Hmm? What is the measure of our will? If you think that you could be in Vaikuntha, 
which means you're tatasta. So it means you can live on one side or the other side, right? Hmm? Influenced by Maya Shakti and have a life. Influenced by the Swarup Shakti, that Bhakti is constituted of, that, that governs the, the internal world of Krishna. Hmm? And have a life on that side. We have the capacity to live on either side. Hmm? Do you think that you could be in Vaikuntha under the influence of the Swarup Shakti that's existing only for the pleasure of Krishna? and express your free will and just go when you can't express your free will and just leave the Maya Shakti. <laughs> you understand? That's much weaker than the Sarup Shakti. So why don't you just decide, I think I, I don't like the Maya Shakti, I think I'd like to leave. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> it's not that easy. <laughs> it takes a few million lifetimes, even if you want to. Right? And even then, even if you really want to, mumukshata, as a jnani, if you're really longing for moksha, what is that? What is the power of longing for moksha? This is part part. Of, this is central to jnanmarg, mumukshatva, longing for this. You want to avoid this longing for moksha. That desire has to exceed the longing for all other desires. It has, to, it has to be powerful enough to close down all of the desires, otherwise you cannot have mokshatva, that kind of longing. Hmm? So even if you have intense longing for moksha that has, by necessity, to be that longing, to be mokshatva, have retired all other desires in this world, still you cannot get out. Mamamaya durataya Krishna says in the Gita, there's no way to get out without my grace. Even the jnani who wants moksha, without grace he cannot get out. And if he offends bhakti, he falls from his jivan mukti, his status in this world, of living only to only to un, only to enter there, waiting for the Prabhu Karma to play itself out. Hmm? So, so, so you, you think you'll be in Vaikuntha and just decide to leave? What is the power of the Sarup Shakti hmm? that you've come under, that you've prayed to come under? Hmm? This is our effort. Our effort in Bhakti is an effort to get grace. Hmm? It's a kind of curious effort. It's an effort to, to acquire grace. Hmm? I told a story before. I met a young guy some time back, and he was thinking of uh, joining a mission like ours. And I was chatting with him, and he said, "You know, one thing that uh, that I would, would hold me back is that uh, I, 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 all of my power is in my hair." He had these dreadlocks. All of my power is in my hair, and of course, our monastics following Sanatana Goswami, they, they shave their heads. Um, so I said, well, see, the thing is, of course, I don't think there's any power in your hair, actually, but but uh, that said, I didn't say that, but I was courteous. But the thing is that it's not about getting power, it's about acknowledging who is actually powerful. Hmm? Which means to recognize that you don't have much power. You're very small. 
and dependent upon him. When I was young, young boy, we used to go ice skating. My brother and I, we were similar in age, and it was in a very rural area, and um, so there weren't a lot of people living in the area at the time, and there was a, a generation of boys ahead of us who were as they would do more in those days than perhaps these days. They were, they were a bit like picking on the younger ones, right? Bullying, and so we go to the skate, and and so then they'd come out and they'd intimidate us and so forth. So it was very uh, disconcerting. So one night, my father came out and skated with us, and then we just we weren't any different, but we just skated up right in front of them like this, and mm-hmm. make faces at them and so forth. We had our position had not changed, but. We were then understood in relation to our association. If we can be associated with Krishna, then there's a power, right? That exceeds the power of the Ganis, and so forth. So, so not by will can we leave Vaikuntha. And Krishna's will wouldn't allow it anyway. I mean, it's hypothetical, even if you wanted, which of course you wouldn't, because he loves his, his devotees. So, so many, so many reasons for that. As an aside, um, uh, the Swarup Shakti, as I said, this is Bhakti Askansu, it has the power, what to speak of, dispel Maya's influence, has the power to overwhelm Krishna. But we need to invite that into our lives. And Garuda was such a it was a such was a such was of such standing, hmm? such a, uh, a stout uh, uh, Vaishnav, and so therefore the curse of Subari from the Jamuna that Garuda could no longer come there was not the reason that Garuda did not remain there. He dropped some nectar on a Kadamba tree hmm? with his all-knowing. Hmm? that Krishna would come there in the future. This was yugas previously, as we heard, yugas previously. Mm-hmm. Knowing that Krishna would come there and and he wanted to facilitate the chastising, not this killing, mm-hmm. but the chastising and ultimately the reformation of Kaliya, who, who, after all, had his wives, who were devotees, as we'll see going forward, rooting, wanting him to be. His brother, half brother Garuda was. Hmm? Anantasesh is a nag, like Kaliya. Hmm? Indeed, as an expansion of Rohini hmm? appeared previously as Kadru, hmm? who is the wife of the Nagas. Hmm? <laughs> so, it's just, if Balaram was, wasn't there, there are a number of reasons. We heard he wasn't there that day because of formalities with regards to um, celebrating events related to his birth, not his birthday. Hmm? But there are other other reasons. Kaliya hmm. was a Naga. See, Anantasesha is a Naga. It's an expansion of Balaram. Rohini is his mother. In the previous expansion, Rohini is the mother of Kaliya. And he was passed. He'll show up, of course, Balaram. He plays a prominent role here. But we, we, we just, we're just coming to that. At this point, we find ourselves at the lake, 
Krishna's gone. The cows drank water, died. The coward boys, in their nishta, in their... I want to say, we were speaking a little bit about uh, um, barandas, right? Smarandas, barandas, hmm. uh, excuse me, shravandas, hearing, apandas, accepting, smarandas, meditating on, hmm. apandas, bhava, sampati, prem. It's another way of talking about stages in rag bhakti. Hmm. And the uh, language of bhakti, we know Thakur. Hmm. Hearing, what kind of hearing? Systematic, Kram Shudashravan. Not just here and there, but in a systematic way. Let's take the Prakat Leela, for example. Hmm. Examine it, step by step. Bhagavat Shravan, one of five very powerful angas of bhakti, underscored at the end of Rupa Goswami's dissertation on, 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 on the angas of of Vaidhi uh, Bhakti, which are also applicable in Rag Bhakti. Hmm. Bhagavat Shravan and the commentator Shijiva says, and that means 10th canto. Hmm. Of course, Prabhupada said, first read the nine cantos. We said, well, first you gave the Krishna book, which was the 10th canto. He said, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have to get a taste of what, what it's about. Hmm. Of course, if we have good association, then that's another thing, and that's how the Bhagavad should be read. So, Kram Shudashraban, so hearing in a systematic way. And then, Baran. Baran, how can you have Barandas without Nishta? You understand? If you're going to hear, and as a result of hearing, then Guru's going to say, What did you hear? Oh, I heard in such a way that I have feeling like this. I would like to serve Krishna in this way. And, it, that, and what he says, his disciple says, conforms with the tattva. Hmm? You can see that it, his feeling is arising out of the tattva. The, it's not bhava, but it's some inclination. Hmm? And it's all conforms with the tattva, the ground, so to speak, out of which bhava will arise. Hmm? Or maybe not quite so gurudev. Say, no, not like that. You understand this tattva, it's not like that. Hmm? Adjust. At a certain point, then, yes, yes, and so now you accept this will be your service, this will be uh, your ideal. Hmm? I bless you. That has to be accepted. Hmm? Like we said, like the cowherd boys accepted. We are cowherds. If the cows have died under our watch, then we have to die. So they drank the water, they died. Of course, we heard how Krishna revived them, right? But just as an aside, we were talking about these barandas. Barandas, how can you have barandas and without nishta? Hmm? Nishta means you understand the tattva. Your practice is exclusively focused, one-minded. Hmm? So, the Guru may help us to, to um, hone the opportunity that has come before us through Sadhu Sangha and um, help us to and through Sadhana develop the particulars but not just any sadhaka 
some qualification. So at any rate, Krishna revived the cow, her boys. Krishna revived the cows, and now he's turned back, as we begin today, to the lake. Now he's seeing the effects on the cows, seeing the effects on the coward boys. Now he's heading to that uh, Kadamba tree left by Garuda to climb it and deal with uh, with Kaliya. Hmm? So we'll read a little bit. Climbing the Kadamba tree, he surveyed the lake. Being a meticulous dresser, Suvasa, he tightened his belt and tied back his hair. Seeing this from a distance, his friends drew near despite his previous words of caution to them. They were attracted to this quality of his and to his heroism, both Udipanas of Sakyarati, and they also identified with his heroism themselves. Thus they came forward, their cows in front of them, and it seemed as though following closely the exact path of Krishna himself that they were immune to the previous poisonous effects of the area. So here's some nice um, uh, ingredients. We're, we're viewing this Leela from a Sakya Rati perspective. So for Sakya Rati to turn into Prayobhakti or, to, or to into, into Sakya Rasa, then there have to be certain other emotional, trans-psychological, emotional, ecstatic um, ingredients like the Udipanas, right? So here we find some Udipanas of Sakirati, Suvasa and Birashekara. Suvasa means the, uh, one, uh, Krishna, of course, has many qualities. Rupa Goswami lists 64 qualities of Krishna in Bhakti Sandarbha. I think I think Bhakti Sandarbha Jiva Goswami lists like 84 qualities. So there's, he has a lot, a lot of good qualities. <laughs> Um, and through the devotee will view Krishna through the lens of the bhava that he is cultivating knowingly or unknowingly as a result of sadhu sangha. So as we associate, so that's the seed then of the kind of bhava that we will attain. That's the opportunity that's come to us. Bhakti Devi has come to us in that way. Her decision, not Krishna's decision. He doesn't choose one or another. Bhakti Devi chooses, and then he has to follow. And she is very good, good person to choose. Hmm? If she chooses, I will send a Narayan Bhakti to this one. I will send a Sakya Bhakti to this one. I will send a Madhurya Bhakti to this one, which will then be the seed of the Rati, the Baba that they will attain. We go with her wisdom, hmm? right? How to serve best. And of course, we should also understand that the differences that we sometimes stress in this world while teaching between the different rasas in kind of a gradation uh, from less to greater, say, intensity of intimacy, those uh, gradations really only exist in this world for teaching. What do you mean, you might ask? They're there. They're not 
a factor. They're, they're not thought of like that. They're not experienced like that. No one experiences that their rasa is inferior. And no one experiences that their rasa is greater. Hmm? Even in, uh, in Dan Keli Lila, we find Radha aspiring to be in the position of Subal, Krishna's friend, hmm? who gets to walk with him arm in arm in public. Hmm? But she cannot. Hmm? You can find, you can find many instances of Sakirati, of the Sakas saying, just see, even the gopis. They, they, they think we're, we're, we're very fortunate. Hmm? So if anything, it's, it's, it's the opposite. Hmm? Not thinking, my Ross is better. If anything, it's your, your relationship is, is, has, has advantages, something like that. So these, the, for the sake of teaching, hmm? in this world, then these differences, these gradations are stressed. Sanatana Goswami, whose, whose book his seminal book, the first book really of our Sampradaya, the Brihat Bhagavatamrita, hmm, is all about a gradation, right? He's basically saying, this is what the Bhagavatam is about. He's a retelling of the Bhagavatam. Uh, what's her name? Um, Pariksit Maharaj's mother? Uttara is telling Pariksit Maharaj what he heard from Sukadev. In brief, really, or excuse me, Pariksit is telling his mother because his mother wasn't present. He had seven days to live. He heard the Bhagavatam in seven days, and he was about to then uh, uh, experience the the, the the result of the curse that he was that he was to die. And his mother said, "What did this? What did Sukadev say?" So he had to tell her pretty quickly. That's Brihat Bhagavatamrita. The distilled essence of the Bhagavatam, and it's a, it's a, it's all about a gradation. The first canto is a gradation of, of, of love for Krishna, and the second canto is a, a gradation of abodes, doms, realms that correspond with different measures or uh, varieties of love. Mm-hmm. But in the very book itself, he he makes a very this very strong point. These gradations. Or only for the material world, for speaking about and teaching. They're not experienced there. Hmm? What a nice place. Hmm? Hmm? So, at any rate, we, 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 we are blessed by Sadhu Sangha. Bhakti Devi distributes herself through Sadhu Sangha. That means Bhakti gives Bhakti, because... Sadhusanga is an anga of bhakti. Hmm? Only by bhakti will you get bhakti. There's nothing you can do to get bhakti. There's nothing you can do to qualify yourself for bhakti. There's nothing you can do to purify yourself that will be more efficacious than bhakti herself. And she has the capacity to go where jnana cannot go. Jnana requires a pure heart. Bhakti can go into a contaminated heart and not be contaminated. Hmm? and purify it. And wherever bhakti goes, Krishna has to follow. He's controlled by bhakti. Hmm? So through sadhusanga, some opportunity for bhakti comes to us. We should, if we understand this, what's happening to us, then then we have to, this is kind of about varanas, we have to start to embrace it. This is what's happening to me. This is how it's come to me. I'm starting to understand. Hmm? 
now I, there's a window of opportunity that, to enter the Leela through sadhus in a particular way. There are more details to be filled in. They will come through sadhana and practice and, and hearing grace and so on and so forth. So at any rate, we are looking at the Leela. We're looking at... The, in the Bhagavatam, we have, in the 10th canto, we have three uh, centers, three aesthetic centers. A Vatsalya Rasa center, a Sakya Rasa center, and a Madhurya Rasa center. And Madhurya Rasa is kind of the center of the center center. So we have like several chapters, for example. Really, uh, the Bhagavatam very beautifully. Sukadeva is bringing out the love of Yashoda for Krishna, the whole Dhammadarli, that covers several chapters. It's, uh, it's very uh, powerful. And then we have these chapters beginning with chapter 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 of the Bhagavatam, Sakyaras Center, beginning with uh, the Brahmavimohana Leela, calf herding of Krishna. Turning into the Den- Denukasurli and cow herding and Gopastami, he becomes a cow herder, not a calf herder, a cow herder. The Kaliyalila falls in this Poganda boyhood section of Krishna's uh, um, development in the Prakatlila, the manifest Leela. And, uh, and then Purvarag, the Kishore Leela, and so forth. And then Gopilila begins. So in Poganda, in the boyhood, Kishore sensibilities, as we've heard, start to manifest. And now Gopi Bhav starts to come into the picture. And certain cowards are involved in the Gopi Bhav in, in assisting ways and so forth. And now, going forward, of course, then that, that will take some some precedence and we'll, we'll find ourselves in the, in the Gopi Bhav center. Mm-hmm. So the, the, these are... Uh, this is the, the excellence of the Bhagavatam compared to other Puranas. It's not just a listing of the Leelas, a telling some story. The storyline, you can get the storyline in some Puranas. Some you can get just a list, these are the Leelas. Or you can get the storyline, but you cannot get the feeling of the participants. That is, Nigamakopadurogalitam palam jugamagaramadurabhasamitam pibata bhagavatam we told at the onset, this is a different book, of the tree of the Vedic wisdom, of so many texts, so many branches. This is the fruit, and it's kalitam palam. What does it mean? Kalitam means fallen. Fallen fruit means it's ripe, and you don't have to climb up to pick it and maybe fall. Hmm? In bhakti, there's no falling. Chaktvasodharmam charanam bhujamarer. In Narad Bhagavad, when Narada is speaking to Vyasa, he says, Vyasa, the question comes, more or less, what if one pursues this path, but due to being, being immature, he stumbles along the way and Narada says better you went and stumbled than you didn't go because you pick up from where you left off 
Krishna begins to speak about yoga in the Gita. He speaks first about bhakti in a nutshell before he goes off into all these other types of yoga. And then he culminates his discussion of yoga with, with, with bhakti at the end of the sixth chapter. But the beginning in the second chapter he says, this is ultimately, I'm going to teach you about something in which the results are permanent. Hmm? Because bhakti is not governed by rajagun like karma. Bhakti is not governed by sattva-guna, like jnana. Bhakti is nirguna. Hmm? This is the nirguna pur- pur- purana, the amala purana, Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? The fruit is galitam. It's, it's ripe and it's fell. You just have to walk and pick it up. Hmm? And it's so... You can smell the sweetness. It's oozing from it. It's so ripe that you don't even see the pit. <laughs> Something like that. He says, drink it, and you will pass out. Alayam. Mahuraho rasikabhubibhav. And when you... Alayam. When you parlay in sattvikabhav, pass out, what will you do when you get up? Drink it again, he says. This idea, we want to live in the mytho-historic world of the Bhagavatam. Forget the world. Don't worry about who's getting elected. Live in this world. Is this, this is the Bhagavatam itself, Vishwana Chakritakwa says, is a Vaikuntha planet in this world. We heard the opposite, right? You take the tiger in a cage and bring him into the palace. You let somebody into Vaikuntha. Here's Vaikuntha coming into this world. It has the capacity to do that. For the sake of taking us beyond our sensual, mental, and intellectual frame of reference. In which we will never become happy, fully happy. We will never arrive at a kind of knowing that is the end of knowing. I know now. There's nothing more that needs to be known. Hmm? And you weep. Hmm? This kind of knowing. Hmm? And the loving embrace of Bhagwan. Hmm? And, and, and so he's come to this world to manifest his Leela. We might wonder the historicity of that, but don't be bothered by that. Hmm? <laughs> we know he's in the hearts of devotees, and they're always speaking about him. Hmm? All the leelas, they're always going on in some heart, somewhere. Hmm? What kind of heart is that? Right? And they share the heart. This is their kind. They are the Kripa Shakti of Bhagwan in this world. Hmm? by which his, his grace is, is, is distributed. And there, there's the other two things, book Bhagavatam, person Bhagavatam. This is how Krishna's Kavira says, this is how you will get the Prem, the dispensation of Prem of Gaur and Atinanda, through two Bhagavatas. So to... Nasta Prayeshu Abhadveshu, pay close attention to Bhagavatam. You can live in the pages there hmm? happily. And we will do so by viewing the lens, the, the, the leelas through a particular lens. Hmm? Just like kind of a postmodern, subjective 
reality. Cowards see him like this. Rupees see him like that. The elder, elders see him like this. And so certain qualities, relative to our discussion here, certain qualities will be prominent. Out of all the qualities of Krishna, certain qualities will be prominent in Madhurya Rasa, and they'll stand out. Certain qualities will be prominent in Vatsalya Rasa. Certain qualities will be prominent in Sakya Rasa. So these are two, and, and all these qualities will be of Krishna that are pertinent to the lens through which you're viewing the Leva. They're called Udipana Vibhavs, one type of Udipana Vibhav, which is a which is a kind of like, let's say if you have you want to have romantic love, so you invite your fiance over. Hmm? And then you light candles, right? Maybe you burn a little incense and you prepare dim the lights and everything. There's all Udipanas, right? Hmm? They, they don't cause the love, it's there, but they bring it out. So they, they're, they're sometimes described as causal, but they're, they're not ultimately causal. They're, they, if it weren't for the love itself, they wouldn't have any, any value. Hmm? So the stayibhav, the dominant defining emotion, I'm the friend of Krishna, I'm the lover of Krishna, is like the ocean. Hmm? And when that ocean is evaporated up into a cloud and rains back down, it rains in the form of udipanas, the alumbanas. The Udipanas, two types of Vibhavas. You have to have the Alambanas. You have to have Krishna and Radha. You have to have Krishna and the Gopas, the object of love and the vessel of love. Hmm? This, is, this gives, locates also Vibhav. Hmm? It has two locations. Object of love and the love itself, the vessel of love. Hmm? And then the Udipanas. So here we find Udipanas. We'll find some Sancharis here and sattvikas, sattvika bhavas. Hmm? This dominant emotion through which we're viewing this is, is the sakirati, hmm? fraternal love. So there will be particular sattvika bhavas or involuntary ecstasies, particular anubhavs or outward expressions, physical uh, expressions of, of, of inner ecstasy. Sanchari bhavs or internal uh, nuances of the fraternal love. Hmm? So you can be a friend, that's the defining emotion in your relationship, but then there are other emotions that come and go, come and go. Sanchari. So, well, some nice uh, descriptions of these are coming out in the context of this. So here we here to begin with, Krishna climbed a tree and he tightened his belt, tied his hair behind his head. He had dressed in a particular way to come in the first place at the chance that maybe he would go for a swim. Hmm? But he's a meticulous dresser. This is called Suvas. Rupa Goswami has, has described, I think, 16, 17 qualities of Krishna hmm? that are particularly of interest to those in Sakirasa. So two of them here I mentioned. He's a, his, his meticulous dressing. He dresses in two-piece. Typically, as a cow, he'll dress in a two-piece outfit with a lower cloth and an upper shawl. On other more formal occasions, he has a four-piece outfit, hmm? like in, including a, a sash or a vest and a 
turban and he has and it has and multi multi piece for more formal occasions his dress tends to be colors saffron esque colors yellowish reddish orangish uh, in particular we see uh, uh, he likes to dress up like it's far as formal dress sometimes we find that in the midst of the coward but dressing up like a king and playing a king and appointing ministers and soldiers and so forth and so forth when they went to Mathura of course Krishna's coward friends went with him before returning and bearing his message to the others and so forth but there then they stole Kamsa's clothes and actually wore the king's clothes and distributed Krishna Balaam distributed them among the other cowherds and so forth so <laughs> uh, so there it's it's like um, when you are a child you're not concerned about what how you dress but at a certain point like when I was a kid a child at Christmas well you didn't want to get a sweater for Christmas like what a dumb gift Ugh, a sweater you know but the next year sweater was cool you know all of a sudden it became a little bit of a concern huh? you know how I how I would look so so this is Poganda this is Poganda Leela this is the boyhood Leela so they're concerned about their their dress hmm? and uh, and they're dressing themselves previously their mothers are dressing them and so forth so so Krishna's dressing they 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 they, they, they follow that the cowards they dress themselves nicely as well and um, there's a nice uh, nice uh, Leela I was writing about today that uh, this pre- preceding the the build-up to the Perlambasura's uh, the slaying of Perlamba on the part of, of Balaram. This is in this in the summer when the sports of the boys are facilitated with longer days and and so forth. And um, and of course during their Pogundalila, so now they're they're actually not just playing, but they're playing games that involve intelligence and making bets and and so forth, which you don't do when you're when you're a Kumar, a child. So, <laughs> so um, at any rate, Krishna uh, uh, just coming back from the Don Kaili Leela, from uh, interacting with the, trying to trying to tax the gopis, right, for their milk products. He really wants to purchase the youth of, of Varada. This is poor Varag. Uh, so coming back from that, he sits himself down beneath the the, the great Bundira. That the forest Bandirabhan is named after the great banyan tree. It's a place of meeting and strategizing, and and uh, it's a beautiful description in, in the Puranas, uh, Purana in particular, of the great banyan tree. So he sits in Sukhaniti, sits in Sukhasana. Sukhaniti, the abode of happiness, he's sitting in Sukhasana. You know what Sukhasana? It's like, um, like you're sitting in Sukhasana. Yeah, relaxed. Mm-hmm. And so then, Sudam, Sudam, they engage their their all their uh, followers in picking flowers, in sewing um, garlands, in sewing flower ear, creating flower earrings, in arm, 
armlets and anklets and so forth. So, so beautifully decorating, and they engage them all in decorating Krishna. And of course, Madhamongol makes voices his objection. What is this? Decorating and honoring the coward in the presence of a Brahmin. I should be dressed like that. I should be decorated like that. He makes makes the claim with regard to dressing we're talking about. So, so Sridam or Sudam says, surely come. I'll dress you. I want to. Do, I should be dressed better than Hari. So, takes him to a private sector. He dresses him up like a clown. Of course, he can't see how he's being dressed up. And then he takes him by the hand into the circle of other devotees, who all, all the cowards surround him, jumping up and down, dancing, mocking him, making fun of him, laughing at him, and he can't figure out what, what's going on, what's going on. Hmm? I'm dressed so nicely. I'm dressed as uh, uh, said better than uh, Hari himself, as is appropriate. Hmm? <laughs> And then he sees himself in the clear waters of the Jamuna and he understands that the trick has been played on him. So then he has to chase Sudam, who hides behind Krishna. Hmm? Hmm. And then he's challenged by Madhu Mangal. And finally they come out, they, they, they wrestle, and, and then Sudam, of course, gets the better of pudgy Madhu Mangal, who, who then claims the son of the king, Nanda, should be protecting the Brahmins. Hmm? So Krishna says, uh, yes, come, I'll protect you. And then I'll fight with Sudama. Hmm? This is this is Yudavira, this kind of, it's a, it's a secondary rasa that's very friendly to, to fraternal love, play fighting. So then Sridham intervenes, what? You want to fight with Sudama, but he's just been fighting, he's exhausted. Hmm? And you've been rested. If you want to fight and show your prowess, you should fight with me. Hmm? And so it goes. And so then Krishna says, let's all fight. And then they line up on two sides and they match off. And I mean, Perlumba's sewer is dressed as a coward. He's there. and He's pointed out and so on. It segues into that. But I just, uh, this came to mind, having written about it today, with regard to the dressing. It was another kind of dressing. Dressing with flowers and decorating with uh, forest uh, um, Ingredients and so forth. This is very, very, very typical. This is, this is just like Sham is dressing Daoji Gopal every morning. So uh, every day in the cowardly leading Leela, there's, there's an opportunity to draw from the forest. And they're very uh, uh, creative cowards, very creative in, in being taking ingredients from the forest and turning them into ornaments. They make the ornaments that their mothers try to put on them in the morning that are like jewels and valuable things um, look gaudy in comparison hmm, to the to the kind of decor, decorations and ornamentation that they <laughs> that they um, uh, create out of their artfulness hmm? so at any rate they saw Krishna on top of the kadamba tree, tightening his belt, making sure he looked good, tying his hair back, and so forth. And they're just drawn to this quality in him. It's an udipana. There's sakiratis coming forth, so they're, they're, they're drawn in. The cows enter the water. Hmm? Well, we'll get to that part. Hmm? They're drawn to him on that account, 
and the other, Birashekar, his heroism. Now he is going to challenge the Kaliya. And they're, they're, um, they identify with this heroism. They totally identify with this heroism um, of Krishna's. Because in Sakiras, there's this equality. They think that Krishna and themselves are equal. And they're right. They're actually right. Hmm? They have all the powers of Krishna. But the Leela Shakti allows Krishna to slay all the demons, to teach us, hmm? to distinguish for us Krishna from the cowherds as the object of love, one of the reasons. Hmm? They could, they could easily slay this, this one, that one, and the other one. It wouldn't be difficult for them. Hmm? So his heroism, they, 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 they identify with it, and they feel themselves, yes, we could do that, and they're right. <laughs> That's why we find that Krishna's lifting the Govardhan Hill there, also depicted in art, is holding their sticks, and they're thinking, by that stick they're lifting the hill. Yeah. So, Thus they came forward, their cows in front of them, and it seemed as though, following closely the exact path of Krishna himself, they were immune to the previous poisonous effects of the area. Then, of course, we'll hear in the next class, I think we've gone far enough for the night, Krishna will leap from the, from the top of the, from the diving board of the, of the uh, Kadamba tree. And invoke his 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 Swayam Bhagavanness in whom you think about it overnight, in whom all the avatars and their prowess is contained. How will that how is that relative to what he's going to do? That's your question to sleep on tonight. Hmm? Any question? What's the time? 7.40? Kali Krishna ki jai. Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Daoji Gopal ki jai. Maruvan ki jai. Kuri Vaishnav Guru Parampara ki jai. Or Bhaktavinda ki jai. Bhut Premanandi. Haribo.